Published in 1965, Lyle Lyle Crocodile is a children's book that was adapted into a major motion picture by screenwriter William Davies and directed by Will Speck and Josh Gordon. The film stars Javier Bardem as magician and performer Hector P. Valenti, Constance Wu and Scoot McNary as the parents of Josh Prim, who is portrayed by Winslow Fegley, and Brett Gelman as Mr. Grumps, their downstairs neighbor. Sean Mendez performs all the voice work of Lyle the Crocodile, who never speaks but does sing and dance throughout the film. I'd like to welcome listeners back to the Matt Goes to the Movies extended podcast universe for a spin-off show we call Rob's Reviews. To help me talk about one of the most charming films I've gone to see in a while, I'm happy, I'm happy to be in studio and welcome back to the show with my oldest daughter, Lillian. So, Lily, welcome back to the uh, Matt Goes to the Movies extended podcast universe. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Well, uh, before we get into Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which was a movie I had not even heard of before your mom was like, hey, let's go see this tonight. Uh, let's just kind of catch up a little bit. What you know, there's a lot of great projects in the works in, in both the realm of film and television. Uh, why don't you share with the listeners some of the ones that you're most excited about that are coming out on the horizon soon? Well, I'm really excited for the new Black Panther movie coming out in a couple of weeks. And honestly, Marvel just has like a ton of things that are in the works now. Um, there's just like a whole lot of stuff. So I'm really excited to see what Marvel does with that. You know, there's a lot of things in Black Panther too, that I'm really excited to check out how they address the death of Chadwick Boseman. Um, cause it's clearly something they're going to be working with and then showing us the Atlanteans and Namor that could really spin things in some crazy directions for the future of the MCU. So I hope that he's not kind of a one-off villain that he shows up, gets defeated and then disappears because uh, I think that would be a waste of him. Um, I know that since the last time you appeared on the MGTTM network, you've had a chance to binge a lot of podcasts between uh, Matt Goes to the Movies and The Basement Binge. So why don't you just quickly share with listeners if this is the first time they're checking out Matt Goes to the Movies, uh, or if they've uh, visited ever our friend Harrison's show, The Basement Binge. Uh, what episodes have you checked out recently that uh, you would recommend to listeners? Um, on Matt Goes to the Movies, definitely the Halo episodes, I found those really fun to listen to, and the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, those are really funny, and on The Basement Binge, the Transformers episodes, I know he's got a couple more coming out, I believe. Yeah, Harrison's got a few he's got to finish up. His his life has been very busy, but uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to record a couple of episodes with the Jason Bourne series, a very different film series than uh, the, the movie we're talking about. Uh, Lily actually did this backwards. She listened to a lot of the MCU TV shows the last episode first and then went, went forwards from there, which that had to have been the strangest experience with WandaVision because, wow, that was... That was a show that really made me look stupid with what I thought was actually going to happen compared to what did happen. So we're going to go ahead and get into talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So Tuesday night, we're sitting at home. I'm just sitting on the couch. And uh, my wife kind of says, hey, let's go see this movie. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I have no, I not even heard of this. I, didn't, I did not know that it was a children's book. I had nothing, I knew nothing about it. I had never even seen a trailer. She said, yeah, it's a, it's a movie with um, Sean Mendez doing the, the voice of the, the main character. 
and I'm thinking, I'm like, I have not heard a word about this thing. Um, we show up and the opening credits roll. And it was after we see Javier Bardem on screen for the first time that I realized it was not an animated movie. I didn't even, I mean, that's how little I actually knew about this movie. And we're going to stay spoiler free right now. Um, I was really impressed overall with this. It was such a fun time. Um, there's really, it's, it's really a great, great, just charming movie. Like I said, so um, Lily, just spoiler free, you know, what are your initial thoughts about this movie? What would you tell somebody about uh, Lyle Lyle Crocodile if they were thinking about going to see it? Um, I think if you can catch it in theaters, it would be a good idea because it's just so fun and to like immerse yourself in the world is really fun. And I would recommend this to anyone who just like wants to see a fun movie or like if you have like younger children like even me like I'm not like a younger child anymore but I enjoyed this so much it was really funny yeah I mean sometimes I think family movies can can be more for the younger members of the family and and sometimes you know the parents can are just kind of there along for the ride they're they're the ones pulling out the visa card to pay for the tickets and buy the popcorn and uh you know maybe catch a snooze or a little something like that but um i really enjoyed this so um i would say you know if you have the option to see it in theaters um as opposed to waiting for it to come out on streaming or video um i would say go ahead and see it in theaters this is a movie that's that's worth seeing on the big screen it's worth seeing it now um if you do wait till it comes out on streaming or or rent it um you know on, on at your home you know it's definitely one that i would i would say check this out it's really a lot of fun um you know it's it's kind of funny because javier bardem it, you know, he's known for so many things but he you know, I kind of really only associate him as a villain. You know, he's typically a bad guy. And most recently we got a chance to discuss his performance on, on Matt goes to the movies with his role with the pirates of the Caribbean series. And, um, you know, the, for better, or for worse, that, that fifth film is, it's got some things about it that I liked. Um, it's got some things about it that aren't so great. Um, you know, that was kind of the last time I've seen him and to see him in this role where he is, you know, I wouldn't call him a street performer. I wouldn't call him necessarily a hustler, but you know, he's a magician. He's a, 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 a musician, uh, a singer, dance. I mean, he's kind of really like a, a variety show, kind of just one man show, and he's not very successful at it. Um, so we're going to kind of move into spoiler territory now, where we are going to be talking about the film. So I know there are a lot of people who. We'll sometimes listen to movie reviews of things that they're never going to get a chance to check out. Uh, so if if we have not yet enticed you to go check this out yet and you are still listening at this point, buckle up because we're going into spoiler territory. Um, so when we first, uh, you know, the Javier Bardem's character uh, is the first person that we see. And, um, you know, he's really down on his luck. We can tell that his his shtick is really not profitable um, he continues to try out for, you know, this movie's version of America's Got Talent or any of the, you know, X Factor, any of those, um, you know, kind of talent competitions. And it doesn't seem like, you know, for, for some of the abilities he does have, he just really hasn't found an act that, that lands. And he comes across in the, uh, he, you know, he's looking for a new partner because the doves really didn't work out for him. And he ends up in this pet store 
and kind of gets into this back room and finds um, you know, Lyle, the crocodile, um, as a very, very small animal. And he's, he's super adorable. I mean, imagine the Geico gecko kind of with a, with a dusting of baby Yoda mixed in. That's kind of what he looks like. And, you know, he, he is a completely CG character. And I actually thought, so there's, there's two CG animals throughout this movie. Um, there's also Mr. Grump's cat that actually looks pretty good. Um, overall, I think the CG for Lyle looks pretty good too. Uh, no real complaints there. Lily, what what did you think of the visual effects of the movie? Honestly, I could have just, I felt like I could have just looked and I've been like, well, yeah, that's a real crocodile right there. Like, this is not CG at all. And he quickly finds out that um, Lyle has a lot more human characteristics than he does Reptile. You know, he can stand on his back legs and he knows how to sing. So he teaches him to sing and dance. Um you know, he's going to, he's going to hit the road with this character and he's going to make all kinds of money and he's going to be famous. He's going to make it big in show business only to discover that Lyle has stage fright. Um, and that kind of, you know, wrecks a lot of things from there for him. Um, later on, you know, he meets the Prim family cause they move into the house. It's kind of like murky how the <laughs> property rights in this movie work. Um, but I, you know, of course they have a young son who is, struggling with being the new kid in school um you know josh prim is the the character's name and and um you know he's he's struggling to make friends he's not really fitting in they, they move into new york city he's not really a city kid everything's new to him uh you know dad got a new job and that's what brought we've seen all this before and he befriends lyle and and the you know the adventures kind of take off from there so uh, we're going to move into our next segment. You know, after we've kind of set the movie up, you've got a general idea of what it's going to be. So I want to talk about you know a segment we'll call least and likes. So uh, you know, favorite scene, favorite musical number, um, you know, or just generally things you like about this movie. So uh, Lily, when you think about some of the things that worked really well, uh, do you have a favorite scene you can you can say is your favorite? Do you have a favorite musical number? Uh, or just anything in general that you think really works about this movie that makes it so much fun? I think that probably like one of my favorite scenes, because this movie is just full of really good scenes, um, I think my favorite scene would have to be when Lyle gets on at like the talent show thing, and he actually like does start singing, and it turns into like this super cool like show thing, and it's just so cool. So we get to the end of the movie, and of course, there's all these different conflicts that place, the, you know, the main characters in wacky hijinks, and Lyle and and the rest of our main characters, you know, they get themselves into a situation where Lyle pretty much has to prove that he has the ability to sing and perform, and he's not a dangerous crocodile because animal control is threatening to take him away. So they kind of break in through a series, you know, Hector, um, you know, using kind of his street smarts to kind of get them through all of these things and get them into where he can actually perform. Um, and, and you also have, you know, Josh kind of taking off on some of that as well. And, and he's got to come out and he sings terribly. 
but then Lyle kind of sees his opportunity and and starts slowly, but then really does sing. And I got to say, overall, Sean Mendez was the perfect person for them to use to do the voice work for. So Lyle doesn't really talk. He doesn't talk at all, actually. He only sings. Um, and, to, you know, to some extent, I think that works and doesn't. I, I kind of feel like we would have gotten to see a little bit more from the character and, and they could have built some of those relationships. It was some opportunity for humor with him being able to talk, uh, but he doesn't. He only can sing. Um, and But Sean Mendez's voice is just perfect for a role like this um you know he's he's got such a strong pop sounding voice uh that for some for a movie like this just really works um it's hard to imagine i mean there's a lot of other you know singers they could have got for it maybe you know maybe like charlie puth but that's really about it i think that would have really been able to pull it off at, at this level but just the songs are all really a lot of fun um so i would say for my favorite scene you know the last scene is really a lot of fun but uh earlier in the film uh, Constance Wu, Constance Wu's character, um, you know, Josh's stepmom, uh, she's a chef and she's a, she writes cookbooks and things like that. She's got some fame of her own. Um, she kind of struggles with some identity things. You know, she tries to get away from some of what she was known for. You know, she's trying to force her family to eat healthy and, you know, your standard hippy dippy fare, you know, no, no soy, you know, no flavor, no sugar kind of stuff. And, um, you know, she's kind of struggling with some things. She accidentally meets Lyle, realizes that he's actually okay. And there's this really fun musical number um, in the kitchen uh, between the two of them that's really laugh out loud funny at times. Um, and they you know, have this big song together that's really a lot of fun. So I would call that my favorite scene and my favorite song. Um, so Lily, other things about this movie that, that really just work for you, what, what would you say are some of the other high points of this? I would say like when the whole family finally like gets to know Lyle and they realize like he's not dangerous at all and they start to have like a lot of fun with him they start playing games and um just like all of the musical numbers are just really entertaining to watch and listen to and honestly like I think everything in this movie was just really entertaining it's really, uh, I just, it's a lot of fun. I, I recommend this very highly. Um, I kind of want to talk about uh, Mr. Grump's cat. Um, it, really a funny character. Again, all CG. Um, instead of being kind of your standard prissy cat that hates everybody, the cat actually really starts to become friends with the Prim family and Lyle and kind of becomes an ally against them. And there's some really funny bits uh, with the cat and, uh, you know, against Mr. Grump, the neighbor downstairs. Um, you know, there's some other things that I really think work well about this. I think there's some opportunities for uh, Hector Valenti's character to kind of be, um, you know, much more of a cruel type character. But he's never he's never portrayed as cruel throughout this movie. When he has to leave Lyle behind early into the film to try to go on the road to make money um, to, to kind of save their, their living existence... You know, there there was an opportunity for him to be mean or something like that, but he wasn't. He was always Lyle's friend, you know, and and trying to help other people, but you know, without necessarily being, you know, kind of some of the stereotypical ways we've seen characters like that written. So I I really did enjoy that. Uh, Lily, thinking about maybe a least favorite scene or anything about this movie that you don't think particularly works, 
um, or just that you didn't enjoy? Is there anything that jumps to mind? Um, for me, nothing really like jumps to mind. I don't really have anything that I disliked or I kind of made note of watching it. I think it was just like good in general and there wasn't really like any bad points to be honest. So there's really only a couple things that I would point out in terms of, I don't necessarily have a least favorite scene, but there is kind of, I would maybe say like a least favorite plot point. And that's because we've just seen it so many times. The kid moves, you know, dad gets a new job, mom gets a new job, moves to a new city, moves to a new area, and all of the kids are just kind of mean or not really accepting of the new kid. He's an outcast, he's a loner, he doesn't fit in. We've seen this a hundred million times in TV and film, and I don't I don't know. I don't really think it works that way. I mean, I can remember when new kids would move into school when I was, you know, in this would be in the 80s and 90s. Um, we were all pretty nice to the new people. Like we made sure they knew where the bathroom was, where the cafeteria, where their locker was. Like, I don't think that the ostracization we see of the new kid in in you know, TV and film really works that way. I literally just this week, my youngest daughter uh, came up to me and was all excited because she found out she was getting a new student in her class. And she was so excited because the new kid was going to be sitting like at her table and she couldn't wait to show her around and stuff like that. So uh, Lily, would you say that's pretty accurate in your school? Like are kids pretty nice to the new kid or, or maybe am I, am I losing my mind and, and people are kind of ostracizing to the new kid? Um, well, we actually got a new kid on our team today, and, like, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, like, here's this class, like, here's science, here's ELA, here's, like, a couple of the bathrooms, here's the gym, here's the cafeteria, like, we're honestly nice to the new people, like, none of us are just like, Al, you're, like, not from here, like, none of us are rude to them, so I do agree with you. Yeah, like, that, that story just, you know, I... I don't know that it necessarily serves this movie well. I mean, it does sort of help you understand that he's he's struggling to make friends. So I suppose later it is kind of necessary, but I just wish they would have set it up a little bit different. Um, the outside of that, you know, the only other thing that really doesn't work for me is, and we see this a lot in, in family movies, sometimes the actual story itself to really get it moving, man, it just takes so long to set up. You know, we have to go through the whole family moving in and the kid being the loner in school before we really get him meeting Lyle, becoming friends with Lyle, becoming best friends with Lyle and and that relationship really soaring and taking off. You know, it it does maybe take a little long to kind of get these things going, but that's honestly that's fairly standard for for this type of film. So, uh Lil, anything else that you would maybe mention on uh, least in likes? Um, I think, honestly, it was just, like, that plot point of, like, oh, the new kid moves in, he's, like, a loner. I don't really think there was anything else. All right. So we're going to move into the next segment, which is popcorn time. We're here at Matt Goes to the Movies. We rate things out of five buckets of popcorn. We went through uh, at least a bucket and a half of popcorn when we sat down to uh, to watch this on Tuesday. And uh, so... Lily, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Out of uh, five buckets, how would you rate Lyle, Lyle Crocodile? Um, I think I would give it 4.75 buckets out of five. I really enjoyed this movie, and I think there were only just, like, that one plot point, and 
it was just like a really good movie overall. I'm going to give it four and a half buckets out of five uh, for a film that I didn't even know existed 30 minutes before I was sitting in a theater to watch it. I could not have been happier coming out of that theater. Had such a good time. This movie, it's got great emotion, great heart, great performances by everyone in the cast. Um, Javier Bardem is going to blow you away with this role. It's not what you're used to seeing him in. Uh, I already mentioned Sean Mendez doing fantastic vocal work with all of the songs. Um, the family dynamic works. There's some interesting things there. Uh, you're going to laugh out loud for sure. You're, you might shed a few tears. Um, it's really a good time a, and something I would recommend highly. So uh, four and a half buckets uh, with just those few things that I, I disliked uh, that I've already mentioned. So with that being said, you know, here on Rob's Reviews, we, we also kind of review things a little bit differently. So we want to talk about another segment we call Pantheon Points. And uh, this is where you just make up any ranking you want. You can, you can rank this movie however you like. You can, you know, if you want to say it's in your top 50 of all time, you can do that. And, and the great thing is nobody will really count. So you can put 20, you know, 75 movies in your, in your top 50, and, and that's just how you feel at the time that you watch it. So, uh, Lily, thinking about this movie, do you have any way that you sort of rank this? Is this, you know, when you think about how you'll regard this movie going forward? I would say this is probably in like my top hundred like favorite movies and it was a really good watch. I had a really good time coming out of the theater. I was very happy with something I had no clue as well walking into and yeah, I think it's like in my top hundred because it's just a really good movie. Yeah. So, you know, in turn, I guess the way that I would kind of rank it when I think about musical movies so this isn't i mean it is kind of a musical but it's not a musical in the way that something like into the woods is it's it's written you know with songs included but it's it's not um you know it's not like a rogers and hammerstein kind of style movie it's not les mis you know that i guess that's what i would say um you know thinking about other films that i've seen recently that are heavy with music um i don't rank it as high as something like sing where it's, you know, it, it, it's another vocal competition type film. Um, and I just, I really adore that movie. I think Sing is just a lot of fun. Uh, so I don't, I don't put it higher than Sing in terms of like uh, music based movies. I think what Sing has going for it is it's all pop songs that you know and recognize. Whereas with this film, it's all original music for better or for worse. Um, I think sometimes with these kinds of things, it's it's sort of fun to have songs that you already know, you know, every word to. You've grown up hearing a lot of them. Um, you know, like Sing is using things like Elton John and, and some funny things. You know, they're finding ways to use Sir Mix a lot. Baby Got Back, you know, carefully, you know, edited, of course. But, um, you know, I think there's there's some benefits to doing all original music. Um, now there's, there's also times where Lyle is singing, you know, uh, a Stevie wonder song or something like that. Um, but so I won't necessarily rate it as high as something like that, but you know, as far as films that I've gone to see in theaters this year, uh, yeah, top five, um, movies that I would definitely watch again that I've seen in the last couple years. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, uh, rate this in, you know, top 15 movies I've seen in the last several years actually gone to in theaters. So uh, so those kind of the pantheons I'd put it in. So, uh, Lily, anything else about Lyle Lyle Crocodile you'd like to add before we wrap up here? 
I think I'd just like to add that it's a really good movie. You should go see it, whether it's in theaters or streaming or you're renting it or however you're going to watch it. But I think you should watch it, and it, I had a really good time watching it and a really good experience. Fantastic. Well, that's going to do it for us here in the extended podcast universe on Rob's Reviews. Uh, lots of fun stuff here at uh, the Matt Goes to the Movies Network. Lots of good stuff coming. So it is October, which means lots of scary movie reviews coming out. Uh, Resident Evil just dropped both in audio and video form. So you can find the audio version of that wherever you get this show. Uh, but you can also head over to YouTube and see uh, Matt and myself and uh, his oldest son, Brandon, on video. If uh, you're actually kind of curious what we all look like, um, we're on video, and we're talking about Resident Evil, which is a movie that is absolute garbage, um, and I cannot recommend it uh, to anybody. Unlike Lyle Lyle Crocodile, <laughs> I cannot recommend that at all. So that episode just released uh, as of the day that we are recording this uh, with lots of other fun stuff uh, all up and down the channel. Matt's covered Halloween extensively throughout this month. Um, and uh, our friend Harrison over on the Basement Binge uh, is still finishing up the Transformers series that's already been recorded. And then uh, at some point, How to Train Your Dragon, Matt and I were able to jump on with him. You'll be able to hear our thoughts on that. If you liked this movie, you will definitely be a fan of How to Train Your Dragon. And I look forward to when those episodes get published because uh, I really think there was some, some pretty good stuff we had for that. Um, we also just finished the Jason Bourne series. All of those episodes are uploaded right now. Please make sure to check those out. And if you have anything you'd like to send us, you can email the show, mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any particular films uh, that you've seen this month or that are your all-time Halloween classics, uh, make sure to let us know. You can interact with the show on Facebook. There's also a Facebook group with a lot of good interaction there. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. Um, until then, uh, we will talk to you soon with another episode of Rob's Reviews, hopefully coming out sometime this week with my other co-host covering a very different film than this. Uh, and uh, I know Matt's got a lot of other really good stuff coming up on the big show. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.